This is your host, Brendan, and you're listening to the Ordinary to Ultra podcast. Each episode, I bring in an ultra runner and ask them about their journey to their first ultra marathon or their first time running a new ultra distance. We'll dive into why they started running in the first place, why they decided to run an ultra, the obstacles they encountered, and what it took to get to the finish line and beyond. To be honest, uh, okay, mile 22-ish, the race gets to this point where you're really close to the finish line, but then you have to like run away from the finish line and then back to it. It's sort of like you're like almost at the end and then you do like a circle back to that point you're at at mile 22. Kind of weird. Like mentally it was weird because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so close. Um, But I still have another four miles. And those were half like two of those miles maybe three were uphill uh pretty uphill and that sucked so bad (laughs) so i'm running i start running away from the finish line because i have to run away from the finish line to then run back towards it in that circle and i'm like oh man i'm so close i would say that uh this was it wasn't a like a, a super wall but if i hit a wall this was it um mentally i was like oh my gosh i'm so close but i'm not uh i still have four miles um yeah this was a long felt long in my head hey everyone your host brendan here today is a really special and fun episode um I recently ran my first marathon. Um, This is a big step on my journey to my first ultra marathon. So I wanted to share with y'all specifically how that went and also talk about um, like we do with my, my usual guests, what got me into running in the first place. Um, But then my, my race story in this case, it will just be a marathon and, um, and then what uh, my journey to my first ultra marathon will look like from here on out. So super fun that I uh, get to share that with y'all today. Um, to start, I'll I'll start like I do with my other episodes. A little bit about me. Um, I'm Brendan. I'm from Highland, Utah, but I live near Logan, Utah today. I have a wife and one kiddo that's two years old and we have a baby on the way so we'll be a family of four soon which is really exciting um i'm a marketing professional and podcaster and when i am not running some of the things i like to do for fun are read and listen to books um i love brandon sanderson's fantasy books Um, The Way of Kings is a fantastic series that I'm listening to right now, Um, and self-help books as well. I love to travel. We went to Italy recently. Uh, First time to Europe was super fun. Um, Also, the Dolomite Mountains are incredible. I imagine most people on this uh, podcast love the mountains, so you need to see the Dolomites. They are incredible. (laughs) They put the Utah mountains to to shame. Uh, love the Utah mountains. 
Uh, don't get me wrong, but these mountains are just different, super jagged, incredible, uh, and just dramatic is a good word. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, we traveled to Italy, love traveling, um, love to be in the mountains, uh, skiing, hiking, camping. Um, and I like to play video games, um, in my extra time, um, Love The Last of Us. It's an amazing story and engaging uh, video game. It's my favorite of all time. And uh, I love playing games with friends too. So you'll find me playing Halo or um, Overwatch and some, some fun friend games uh, from time to time. And next up, why... why I started running and when that was ish <laughs> for me, I started running. Um, it was getting to be winter of 2022 and it's a little overweight, not bad by any means, but I had a, a nice dad gut going on. Um, and so I wanted to lose that extra weight but was also just stuck inside all the time. I've worked remote positions for pretty much the start of my career since I graduated uh, college in 2020. Um, so pretty much started in the thick of that and in the thick of COVID. So been working remote and wanted to get outside more. Um, so I thought running might be a good way to get outside. I actually started running only on the road uh it was during the winter pretty much and we get lots of snow here in logan utah so uh did i started running by just running like 30 minutes uh, actually less than that um but outside on the roads <clears throat> running was hard at the beginning um i've always thought i liked running but i've never stuck stuck with it for a long amount of time this is the first time period in my life where i've really stuck with it and made it a thing but at the beginning um was running like a mile uh and then after a few weeks quickly raised that to more like two or three miles but the problem was when i ran two or three miles my ankles would hurt really bad um I've mentioned this in other episodes, my ankles and knees would hurt. Um, I did not have good running shoes at the time. I, I had some Allbird um, jogger shoes. Uh, I think they're called Allbird runner mizzles or something like that, or jogger mizzles, something. Anyway, they sound like they should be for running or jogging, but... Um, they were they're not the greatest uh running shoe i can tell you um <clears throat> so i think the pain was due to that and also just not being conditioned to run that long uh my legs and joints and whatnot were not used to it so i ended up getting some uh some shoes that i could use for winter running that were gore-tex um they're the hoka challengers and the the model number was six 
for that year. Um, yeah, they were Gore-Tex, so I could run when it was snowing or raining and could keep running. I just wanted a, an all-around shoe that could get me through everything. So, And it's also a trail shoe, like hybrid. So I thought maybe I'd do trail running in the summer, so I wanted something that could work for that. Um, anyway, those were a game changer. I was quickly able to not feel pain uh, running for those three miles anymore. I wasn't feeling the pain. I think it was sort of there, but not nearly as bad. Um, also learned later that with a warm up, that pretty much completely eliminates the tendonitis that I feel in the ankles, especially. Uh, that's usually where it is for me the ankles and like front of my shins. So anyway, just started running like three, I've been running three days a week consistently, but like, that's how I started doing it. And that's how I've been doing it since uh, I just made it into my schedule and it stayed in my schedule that way. So started running those short distances and then upped it um, slowly. I signed up for a 15 K race in the summer so, you know, running through the winter um, just to get outside for fun. And then I thought maybe I could try to push myself and run longer. So I signed up for that race, started running like six miles um, for my longer runs um, on the weekends and um, was able to turn that into my regular run was it turned into a six miler and then uh um yeah eight miles for maybe my longer distances ended up running that 15k in july and it was super fun it was downhill <laughs> and i kicked my time in the butt like i thought i was gonna do an hour and 40 for that race uh nine miles i don't remember what pace that would have been but i do remember that my pace ended up being eight minute 30 consistently for that race uh and i just that was way faster than i had anticipated but i had a running buddy with me and we pushed each other and didn't want to slow down so we just ended up booking it and uh got like an hour 20 for that race so that was sweet and uh helped boost my confidence in thinking man i could really do well if i did uh more races so i signed up for a half marathon after that um yeah and then this summer i started trail running more and really love trail running and fell in love with that it's way more fun to me because i loved hiking before so really fun to get in the mountains that way um so try to do that once during the week and then once on the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, ended up running that half marathon in August of 2023. So I started running fall of 2022. And now we're August 2023 running that half marathon. It's almost been a full year since uh, I started running. So taking some time to build up to these miles or to these yeah, race distances, right? Um, yes. The half marathon went really well. I uh, I had an Apple Watch. Actually, I didn't have my Apple Watch at the time. Fun fact, I lost my Apple Watch jumping off of a cliff into water. Uh, so I went cliff jumping and it just 
fell off when I hit the water of a like 30 foot cliff, probably. So lost my Apple watch. I had to get a, I got a Fitbit after that. And that's what I used to track that race. And I don't even have my Fitbit stats anymore. <laughs> so I don't know how I did um, pacing. I just, uh, I pretty much jogged the whole thing, ran the whole thing. I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you more about how that went, but I did end up getting like a two hour, 14 minute mar half marathon, I think, um, trail half marathon. The elevation gain was like a thousand low thousands. So, and the elevation loss was probably similar. Um, not huge mountains. They were more like hills uh, in Park City, Utah that we were running on. Um, but uh, my goal is really to just finish it. And I did. And I did end up finishing in the top half of, of finishers. Um, and I think the top half as well for my age group anyway. But, so that felt good, you know, like I go out there just aiming to finish and then end up doing better than, than, uh, 50% of the people. Right. So that was cool. <clears throat> um, Okay, and after that, I signed up for a fifty k. I just uh, that that uh, Park City Trail ser series. Um, there's actually two Park City Trail series. That half marathon was part of a five k, ten k half marathon series, but they do another series that's a half marathon, twenty five k and fifty k. So I. Uh, yeah, I signed up for that. Like, actually, I didn't sign up immediately after, but I knew and I planned in my head that that was going to be my next race. I ended up signing up for that in December when the registration actually opened. Um, but I knew that was going to be a race that I was going to do. Um, so I pretty much skipped right to ultras. Um, and... Uh, but I did end up signing up for a marathon, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I signed up for a marathon because I didn't want to skip that step in my journey. Um, thought it would be a great way to see how I how I am during a long distance uh, race as well. Though it will be though it was road, still should be a pretty good gauge of how I will how I would do during a longer distance race. So signed up for the Santa Clara um sun marathon um this is in near saint george utah which is in southern utah where it's sort of deserty like arizona <clears throat> um yeah and that was in january that was january 27th of 2024 which was just a few weeks ago from when i'm recording this um cool i will say too my my initial interest in ultra running started by watching YouTube videos of people running hundred milers. And maybe some of you <laughs> will have had the same uh, experience, but folks like Billy Yang make these super beautiful uh, and inspiring hundred miler and other ultra marathon uh, videos. So I, I can't even remember the first one I watched, but it was two friends that ended up running and, training for and running a hundred miler together. Uh, 
yeah, I don't remember what race it was. <laughs> that was the first video I watched and thought, man, that's just stupid and crazy. Wasn't even interested in doing it, but that was my intro to it. Um, but as I started upping these distances and running, I was like, ultra marathons, these seem pretty sweet, actually. Like, it would be quite the adventure. So signed up for that 50K, right? Okay, that was a lot of background. Um, yeah, let's talk about this marathon. So I mentioned where the marathon was. Um, it started in Veo. Uh, Veo, Utah, which is north of the end, uh, the end point in Santa Clara. And it runs through a canyon. Um, I don't know what the canyon is called, but it runs through, maybe it's like Gunlock Canyon because it runs through a, a beautiful, I think it's a state park called Gunlock, um, where there's just really beautiful, uh, yeah canyon there's a beautiful river that runs through um and makes some really pretty waterfalls at the right time of the year um so beautiful marathon really <laughs> so that was a perk um my goal initially for the marathon was let's finish this thing <laughs> I just uh, wanted to know that I could could run it so that I could feel confident about running a 50K. But my Garmin watch tells me what it thinks that I could run a marathon at. <laughs> I don't know if I like or don't like this feature. I have a, a Garmin Phoenix. It was my splurge of the year when I decided I was going to run ultras. My birthday was in November, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get a fancy running watch that I know will last for all of and work for years. I was like, if I get a lower end watch, I'm going to end up wanting to upgrade. So I just took the plunge and got a, maybe one that I don't need all the features of, but uh, might later. So yeah, Garmin Phoenix seven pro is what I purchased and it will tell me what it thinks I can run a marathon at. And it said that I, it, it thought that I could run a marathon in three hours and 50 minutes. And I thought, Holy frick, that is way faster than I'm running uh, my training at. Uh, I mean, some of my training runs are that fast, but for like six miles, not for 26 miles. So, uh, but it got me thinking maybe I should push myself. So, um, I thought based on training that I could probably get a four hour marathon if I pushed myself and if I ran comfortably, I'd probably get a four hour 30 marathon. So, uh, was going back and forth between deciding to push myself or not. And was like, what the heck? I, I know I'm going to finish this thing unless I get injured somehow. So why not push myself for a four hour marathon? So I was aiming for that nine minute 12 or sorry. Yeah. Nine minute, 12 second uh, mile pace for getting a four hour marathon. Um, cool. That was the, the goal, the elevation on this marathon 
it was a 627 foot elevation gain. Um, but it was a 2,274 uh, feet elevation loss. The It is a downhill marathon uh, with some hills sometimes. <laughs> um, actually, most of the hills coming at the end, which is terrible. And we will get to that. Um, but yeah, there, that's a little bit about the race. Um, I rented a condo in Santa Clara with some friends and we had for a week, we just had a good time that week. I did some training runs. We just were having a good time as friends. And then it ended with that marathon. Uh, I had some of those friends do the 10 K that was a part of this race event, but I was the only one doing the marathon. So <clears throat> loner. Okay. That's the background. Let's get into race day. So the night before I went to bed at like nine, nine thirty. Um and uh I sh it was hard to go to sleep. It's you know, you get the race jitters, you're like, this is gonna be yeah, it's just exciting. So it was a little hard to go to sleep. I remember my wife coming into bed like an hour later and I was like, dang, too bad I'm awake. But I did end up getting six and a half hours of sleep still, <clears throat> which was really good. I think before a race like this, um, when it's hard to sleep like that, I ended up getting up at like four 30 as well to get my stuff together and get my stuff on and get to the bus that would take me to the starting line. Um, so yeah, woke up really early, but still got six and a half hours of sleep, which is really good. Um, I, what I was wearing that day, wearing some John G trail shorts. They're the two in one trail shorts. I don't know what they're called. Um, but, uh, got them recently. And so they, they have the compression shorts inside and then the just regular, uh, loose shorts on the outside. I think they're seven inches anyway. They're comfortable, so I thought I'd race in those. Hadn't experienced chafing in them, so I thought they'd be great. Um, I wore in Jinji trail socks that I had tested previously and were fine pre-race. So uh, they're toe socks. I have found that the toe socks do help my toes get less blisters, so I I like that. Um, still sometimes get blisters in area, other areas of my feet. I mean. All socks cover all areas of your feet. So anyway, anyway, uh, those are the socks I wore. I wore my Clifton Sevens, Hoka Clifton Sevens, as my running shoes. I wore a Cotopaxi Sun shirt uh, for my shirt. I wore a Cotopaxi Windbreaker on top of that. The temperature of the race was like 35 degrees in the morning, which is a problem. And like 50 degrees around noon or 55, maybe around noon, the race ended. I mean, I ended up ending at around 11. So uh, got to like 45 to 50 degrees by then. Um, so there, there was this problem of 
I need to have layers and I'm going to have to strip layers because you're going to be starting the race cold, 35 degrees is cold when you're standing, but when you're running and it's 35 degrees, you really don't need that many layers. Um, you could probably just run in shorts and may one, a base layer and a shirt on top would probably be comfortable for 35 degrees. Yeah, that's what I usually do. Um, but then it's going to get warmer. So do I want a base layer? No. So I actually didn't wear a base layer and I wore the windbreaker instead because I could more easily take that off. Um, anyway, so that's how I geared up for that. And I did have some pants that I stuck on top, some, uh, some John G, um, like tech pants that I stuck on top. They are not sweats. They were a, more, a lighter pair of pants. And they have these zippers that make them easy to come off. So I um, wore, like, stayed warm in those before the race. But I took them off before the race started. Um, and left my windbreaker on until uh, a little bit later in the race. So anyway, that's what I, I wore. And I wore a hat and glasses. And we don't, we don't need to get into that. But those are maybe the more important things that I wore. And I had my Garmin watch. Um. Yeah. Okay. Nutrition. I, uh, nutrition before the race started, I drank an entire Powerade before, which is like 400 milligrams of sodium, I think. Um, so trying to just get sodiumed up before running. Um, so my muscles won't cramp up later. Um, and I ate two cliff bars before. That's something that I usually eat for my training runs. So stuck with that. Um, that is what I had before. My nutrition plan for during was liquid IV in my, oh, I have a vest and I wore a vest for this race because I knew I'd need to pack my, my pants and my, um, my jacket. So I had a vest on rather than a handheld. Um, anyway, I had liquid IV in my two front, uh, flasks that I have They're 500 milliliters each. So I, I had liquid IV in both of those, those have like 500 milligrams of sodium in each and 11 grams of sugar, I think. Um, so keeping me up on energy and sodium, with those and I planned on having a gel every half hour. Um, so I have the GU triberry gels. Uh, they have 20 milligrams of caffeine, 450 amino acids, helping with your muscles. Um, and, uh, some sodium as well. I think on a hundred, is that right? I don't know. I don't know how much sodium, a hundred calories. Don't know how much sodium, but maybe 50 milligrams of sodium, pretty low. Um, but that really the gels are for the energy. So, okay. That's what I had before and what I used during the race. Um, and as far as bathroom goes, I was able to release my bowels twice before the race. Um, yeah, which is usually good for me. Okay. Um, okay. Actual marathon now. 
marathon starts. I had just taken off my pants uh, and stuck them in my bag. It was like two minutes before start. And I was like, got to get these pants off. I know I'm going to be too hot. So I get them off really quick. I have my, uh, my windbreaker on over my vest, over my shirt. So uh, my vest is like underneath it. It looks really weird, but it is going to save me time when I need to take that vest, that uh, windbreaker off. So start the race. I start my uh, my audiobook at the same time, listening to mentioned before the Way of Kings. Um, and I actually have four hours left in the book, so it's it's like I'm gonna finish the book when I finish the marathon. Is the plan and it just happened that way i did not plan that it was just a happy happenstance so that was great because some awesome stuff was going down in the book that was keeping me pumped during the run so started that book and started jogging um we kept it i kept it slow at the beginning um i didn't know this before but know it now that i don't hurt as bad if I take it easy the first few miles. This is this is normal runner stuff. You should warm up before you start really cooking and going your race pace or pushing yourself. <clears throat> so I'm running like 10 minute, like a 10 minute mile. Between 9 and 10, maybe like a 9.30 mile, 10 minute mile at the beginning for the first two, three miles, uh, just warming up those legs, not pushing myself so that my ankles don't destroy me or my knees um, later on in the race. Um, but then mile four comes. And like I said, this race is downhill. So the there's this massive, there's a massive hill on mile four, um, quite steep and quite long. And uh, my thinking is, well, let's book it down this hill to get some extra time so that I can take that time at aid stations later. So I book it down this hill and uh, my mile four lap time, I thought it was going to be more like 7.30, but really only, only ended up being an eight minute, eight minute mile. Um, but that is the fastest mile that I had of race <clears throat> um <laughs> fun fact actually before that hill i already had to pee um so i took a pee break and these pee i would take several pee breaks throughout the race but the first yeah they'd probably take 30 seconds 20 30 seconds each but take a pee break and then i get going down this hill that i mentioned and probably another mile or two probably another mile later, I have to pee again. So I pee again, uh, another 30 seconds or so. And then I get going again. And, uh, and so I realized that maybe the Powerade wasn't the best because it's a big bottle. It's, it's great for the sodium. I don't regret that, but it was a lot of liquid, <clears throat> a lot of water. So I ended up peeing <laughs> three times in like the first hour. Uh, maybe four times. It's like a lot. Um, maybe I could reduce that next time. But uh, with like a higher sodium, less liquid something next time, maybe I'd need to do the salt tabs. I don't know. I didn't have salt tabs for this. Anyway, um, so peeing a lot. 
Um, but we get down the hill. I, I level out at a like a nine minute mile pace, maybe a bit more, because I know that the pace I need to the average pace I need. Actually, no. If I hit a nine minute 12 pace for the entire 26 miles, then I would finish at four hours. So I knew I needed to get some miles under and then some miles could be at or above. Um, yeah, so I could finish up at that four hours. So, um, but I'm taking these pee breaks. I, I end up feeling like I need to release the bowels again, uh, probably around mile six. And I'm like, Oh, come on. Like, I just didn't want to have to take another break, but I knew I'd need to, or I would be exploding. So uh, there was a porta potty at the mile at aid stations at mile seven. So I took that poop, um, probably took a minute 30 to two minutes. Um, and then I was back out there and I didn't have to deal with that for the rest of the race. And I don't think I had to pee either for the rest of the race, which was, was, which is good. So at least I got it out all out at the beginning. Um, yeah. So I'm running down the Canyon, taking it chill, listening to my book. Uh, I love listening to audiobooks when I run it, uh, just especially during the race, it like distracts you from thinking too hard about everything like i'm still checking my pace every once in a while to make sure i'm doing what i need to do but other than that i'm distracted and happy so mile 13 comes around um and i'm like dang this is the half marathon uh, this is the longest race i've ever run the longest run i'd ever run was 18 miles so i hadn't gotten there yet but uh passing the half spot and you're like man i've been running for a long time already uh dang and i when i remember checking my mile 13 time and it was like an hour and 58 minutes or something so i was like oh my gosh i'm like right on time for doing a four-hour marathon but it's close and i'm like yeah i mean that's what i planned for i planned for it being close Maybe I should have planned for it being not close so I didn't have to stress about it. But uh, I I didn't end up stressing too much about it. The first marathon, I was like, it'd be fun if I can hit four. I'm not going to freak out about it, but we're going to keep going and pushing. So um, that happened. and uh, But I also had a, a a pain on my in my right foot. And I thought it was a rock. I was like, it was like a sharper pain in the arch of my right foot and i was like what is this it's got to be a rock because only rocks give you sharp pains in your shoe so i take my shoe off and shake it off like shake it around put my shoe back on and get going again but the pain is still there and i'm like oh maybe it, there's a rock in my sock which is impossible because my socks are like designed to not let rocks in but i thought i still that there was a rock in there and just kept going um also at the mile 13 aid station i filled up my one of my flasks with liquid iv and water so that took a little time probably 30 seconds again um but guy uh, I, I had drained one of my flasks and i was working on the other so i knew i needed to do that um so i wouldn't run out um so essential aid station there 
and then we were off again. And I at, at mile thirteen, I was tired. Um, you know, I, I'm I've been running a while. I'm not like super tired, but I'm like my legs are feeling a little tired and meant like mentally a little tired. Wouldn't say it was a wall, like hit a huge wall at mile thirteen. No, but. I was like, yeah, this is going to be long. Um, I've never run 26 miles and we've got a whole another 13 ahead. So anyway, keep running, push through that small wall, you may say. Um, and, um, and then I get through the Canyon um, and it's very open from there, but I'm still listening to my book and very distracted. So even though I can see farther ahead of me and maybe even where the race ends, I'm not really thinking about it or too uh, preoccupied about it, but I'm just, I'm keeping going. Um, passing people at this point, I kept the same pace really the entire race. So I, I actually met some people while we were standing around the fires at the beginning and, um some some of those people were like yeah i'm aiming for a three hour 30 minute mile or marathon or faster and and i ended up passing this this chick that said she was going to do that and she was just beat but i passed her and i was like wow that's cool because i was planning on doing a four-hour marathon and i just passed someone trying to do better Anyway, so that felt kind of good, but really we're not about, I'm not about the comparison game. I think a lot of marathoners are and are really pushing themselves to win, but uh, I'm aiming for ultras and I, I, it'll be more about finishing and just pushing yourself. So that's more what I'm about, but it still feels good to be, to be passing people and still feel like I was strong. Like I felt strong, not like I was slowing down. I was like, I can keep this pace. So really, this was my forever pace. It was uh, this nine minute between nine minute and nine minute thirty pace. Um, I had to fill up my liquid IV and water again at mile seventeen because I had finished my other flask and was working on the one that I had filled up. Um, so I filled that up probably another 30, 30 seconds, but kept going. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, we. And then there's, and then <laughs> there's this huge hill. Okay. Now we're getting to like mile 20. I'm like, I've been running for a long time. I can keep my forever pace, but oh my gosh, hills. Why? Um, huge hill around mile 20. A lot of people start walking. A lot of people are taking it. Yeah, like that. But uh, I felt like if I started walking that I maybe wouldn't be able to get going again. Uh, and uh, that was probably true. So I jogged the hill. Um, I lowered my pace. It was like an 11 minute mile pace up this hill. Um, but I kept jogging. And like I said, yeah, I just I just kept jogging. So Got to the top of the hill, thank goodness. Um, it was flat after that. Um, so I was able to get back to my nine minute mile, nine minute 30 pace for the next few 
next two miles. Um, and at this point, there's a there's some crowd. You know, there's some people driving by on the road. This whole race follows a road, so there's some people driving by, like, "Yeah, woohoo, you go!" And you know, none of them were my people, but it was like still a little uplifting and inspiring. Like, oh yeah, we're getting kind of close. Um, but to be honest, uh, okay, mile twenty two ish, uh, the race gets to this point where you're really close to the finish line, but then you have to like run away from the finish line and then back to it. It's sort of like you're like almost at the end. And then you do like a circle back to that point. You're at at mile 22 kind of weird. Like mentally it was weird because I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so close. Um, but I still have another four miles. And those were, half like two of those miles maybe three were uphill uh pretty uphill and that sucked so bad <laughs> so i'm running i start running away from the finish line because i have to run away from the finish line to then run back towards it in that circle and i'm like oh man i'm so close i would say that uh this was it wasn't a like a, a super wall but if i hit a wall this was it um, mentally I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so close, but I'm not, uh, I still have four miles. Um, yeah, this was a long, felt long in my head. Um, so we're going up this hill. I actually see my buddy because this is where the shorter races are taking place. The 10 K five K and stuff, a buddy of mine, Chad page, uh, runs by me. <clears throat> He's doing the 10 K. So that was an, an uplifting moment <clears throat> gave him a high five and uh that felt nice um but yeah then we're going back up this hill and it's just exhausting um but i'm keeping keeping going but this this uphill stretch was more of a 10 minute mile um pace so i slowed down a bit then uh we we start going around the curve and looping back towards the finish line and it it levels out on that curve and then starts going downhill again thank goodness so i'm able to go back to my pace but not nine minutes more like the, the last two miles i was running a nine minute 30 mile um cool and my book finishes right around mile 24 as well which it was great because it was engaging stuff, but also I'm like getting mentally tired at this point and I'm like paying half attention. And then there was silence and that was a little, a little, uh, jarring. I guess the word would be, I, uh, wanted there to be something happening in my earbud. So I tried to get some music going and my Siri was, I, I know now that my Apple, music subscription had ended and I planned on that happening, but I forgot that and I was trying to get Apple music to play and it wouldn't play. And I was really frustrated, but I was like, I got to keep going. So I just put my phone away and dealt with the silence. Um, cool. So this it's long it's Oh, Siri is actually thinking I'm talking to it right now. Oh yeah. Sorry. My iPad heard that I was saying Siri. So I've got to shut it up. Okay. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I come to the finish line, get a little burst of energy because um, I'm hearing the cheers. It's exciting. So I, I push myself for the last uh, 50 yards to the finish line. Um, and my time was four hours, four minutes and 52 seconds. So I missed my four hour goal, but I'm freaking close to my four hour goal and I'm closer to my four hour goal than I was to my not pushing myself four hour, 30 minute marathon potential goal. So I could feel really bummed that I didn't get it, I guess at that point. But the truth is I felt awesome and I felt super achieved or whatever you want to say. Um, I pushed myself the entire time. It was hard, but I ran my, my my forever pace that was in my my zone three zone four area i wasn't in zone two i wasn't just chilling i was pushing myself and this is what i got and i felt proud you know i'm i finished my marathon goal one goal two i got dang close to a four-hour marathon for my first marathon and that's a big deal so I felt really good. I felt really good about that. And I still feel good about that. I know I did my best. Um, and yeah, now I know how a marathon goes too and how long stops take and how I can't necessarily know how many times I'm going to stop to pee and maybe take another dump. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you can't 100% plan for all those things. I did my best. And, uh, and I'm super proud of that. And, uh, yeah, so I, I did it, finished the marathon and uh, finished it pretty strong. Um, I'll give you some, uh, in-depth stats. If you're curious, uh, I, I tell you this story so that anyone else <clears throat> running, um, you know, on their way to their first ultra can get a, a marathon story as well, because this is going to be a step for many of us on our way to running our first ultra marathon. Some of us will skip it and that's fine. But uh, for those that want to do it, like I'm telling you this story so that uh, you can, you can learn from what I did and uh, know that, uh, yeah, there's planning that you should do if you're aiming for a certain time. And uh, if you're not aiming for a certain time, then, uh, then that is amazing as well and can be liberating, but still things that you need to do to prepare. <clears throat> Anyhow, so my my exact stats, so I'll give you some from my Garmin here. So uh, again, my finishing time was four hours, four minutes and 52 seconds. My average pace was a nine minute, 16 mile. And that is, I think it was a nine minute, 12 second mile was the average I needed to 
get four hours. Obviously, I was really close to four hours. So when I saw that too, I was like, I really did amazing. And I did the best that I think I could have. So that felt really good. And I ran, I did run the entire time. I didn't walk at all. Uh, and except for like when I was approaching eight stations and then getting going again. But uh, I kept the forever pace the entire time. And that was a goal of mine. I wanted to keep going the entire time and I kept it. So that felt really good. And I recommend that that way you aren't pushing yourself nuts at the beginning and then burning out at the end. Like that lady that I passed did. She pushed herself really hard at the beginning and, and, and ran out of juice. So anyhow, there there's that um, average pace ran the entire time. Fastest mile was that downhill mile four um eight minute mile and my slowest mile was mile 24 going up that not the big hill actually that happened around mile 20 um that was a shorter hill so i was able to keep a good pace but this was a long uphill stretch and it ended up being a 10 minute 14 second mile and the fact that that is my slowest is awesome uh, I think that also attests to how I kept a pretty even pace. Uh, my average heart rate was 168. Um, and to tell you, and I'll give you, a, yeah. So that's at the low end of my zone four. So my Garmin said I was in the zone four for most of the race. And that's true. But I was in the low end of my zone four, like on the border of my zone three um, pace. So, but I was in zone four and I, I think they say you're supposed to be in your zone three for racing. Um, and I guess I was a little above that, but I wasn't off from it by far. And obviously I was able to keep the pace for the entire marathon. So really, I mean, yeah, maybe that was my zone three um, and my watch is a little off, but uh, it was on that border of zone three, zone four, 168 average heart rate. Um, yeah. And, uh, I know what my lac my lactate threshold is supposedly 107 or sorry yeah 174 beats per minute. I figured that out with my Garmin and a chest strap. There's a a lactate threshold test you can take that is a lot cheaper to do than going into a hospital or you know clinic to like get the whole test done. That's exact exact. But uh, this has got to be pretty dang close because it's it's felt true in my training that that is around my lactate threshold anyhow so was running below my lactate threshold that's great so my legs were able to to make it to the end um yes okay here's the exact stat 63 percent of the race was in zone four um and the rest was in my zone three mostly um and a few moments in zone five but whenever i felt like I was there, I slowed down immediately. <laughs> so I was really, I, I love training by heart rate and running by heart rate uh, and by feel. So uh, anyway, this is a big metric for me. My total calories burned was 2,769. Uh, that's kind of cool because that's the first time I've ever burned more calories in, a, in an activity than I burn in a day by living. Um, we burn lots of calories just by being alive every day. And, and I burned more calories than that in a single activity. So that, that was a pretty, that's huge. 
just a lot of calories. Kind of cool to, to know. Cool. That is, that is, that's the stats. So again, I share this story. So, uh, hopefully y'all out there that are working towards your first ultras or are getting up there in your longer distance running can, you know, use this story to, to make some decisions for yourself, um, about, um, about how to run your marathon and how to prepare and, uh, how it might feel just give you a taste of it. Hopefully it's a relatable story. Um, yeah, before I talk about um, what's next for me, I, I do want to say too that uh, um, how I felt, um, I felt exhausted afterwards, but my legs were able to get me through the whole thing. Um, I never cramped and I had enough energy to pretty much get my goal. So my nutrition and my nutrition strategy, I feel like worked, you know, I never gassed out. So I, I took those, um, those gels every 30 minutes, like I said, I would, and, um, I had almost four whole things of liquid IV, um, more like three and a half. So lots of sodium hundred, I guess, 1500 milligrams. I think that's what it's measured in of sodium didn't cramp. So I guess that worked. Um, and the Powerade before and whatever sodium was in uh, my gels and those cliff bars before. So, uh, you know, I was worried about cramping and, you know, my legs dying on me or something, but this worked for me. So, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, hopefully that's a helpful comparison for you as you're planning your nutrition, um, for uh, your marathon or for your ultras or whatever you're, you're going to be running next. <laughs> Okay, what's next for me? Um, this year, 2024, it's February right now for me. Um, should be posting this in February. But uh, next for me is I've got a three trail race series. I've got a half marathon in June, a 25K in July, and a 50K, my first ultra in August. Um, yeah, I'm not in a hurry to like get my first ultra done. So I, I signed up for this three race series to kind of just tray, keep me trained as I get up to the 50 K and keep me motivated to be training. Um, uh, yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm super excited for that. I'll probably push myself pretty hard in the half marathon and 25 K because I've already run a marathon and I've run half marathons, trail half marathons before. So I know how these feel. So it'll be cool to, feel experienced already and maybe push myself harder, uh, in those races, um, than maybe I would have, if they were my first, but, um, I will say caveat the 25 K 15 miles. It has, I think it's a, it's like 3000 up and 3000 down. It's, it's a, it's like a steady climb the entire time. It's like up a mountain and then down the mountain. Um, anyway, I don't know. That'll be an interesting one to train for considering elevation gain. Um, but, and then there's my 50 K and I'm just gonna, my goal for that one is to finish it. Uh, but that's what my marathon goal was too. And then I ended up having a time goal. So maybe that'll evolve, but um, yeah, that 50 K 
will probably feel similar to the marathon because it has hills and it'll have more hills. I think it's probably a thousand to fifteen hundred of elevation gain for the fifty k, but like two thousand to twenty five hundred of elevation loss actually. So it's a there's a net loss of elevation gain for this fifty k. Um, it's it's more like along a ridge line of mountains, not going up a mountain. Uh, summiting anything or anything it's like a, a trail that runs along a mountain range that goes up and down um yeah super excited for that um super excited to be on my ultra journey um yeah this uh i love this podcast it's been so fun to interview other people and i i just love telling other people's stories getting towards uh their ultra marathons and how they've done it and I hope uh, those stories are helpful to you as they are for me uh, in my ultra journey. And, and it's just fun to be on my own journey to my first ultra as I'm making this podcast. It's a, it's a real delight. Um, I've gotten great feedback and from uh, many listeners uh, that this is helpful for them. And, and the views say that, that it is helpful where the, the podcast is growing. It's been launched for a, just over a month now and we're already at 1000 plays or downloads um which is more than i had anticipated and 100 followers um super cool i'm glad that uh that this is helpful that was the goal of the podcast so i'm i'm glad it's helping y'all out and uh just uh delighted that uh, i'm able to to put this together for you to uh help inspire us as we get to ordinary from ultra. So thanks for listening today, everyone. Thanks for listening to my story. Um, good luck on your own races and ultra endeavors. Um, you're going to do great. Do what you need to do. Stay consistent, train, plan your nutrition and, uh, and what you need to do in training to be able to do your ultra marathon okay good luck guys hey brendan here i just wanted to thank you for listening to today's episode as someone new to ultra running myself i found these conversations to be super valuable and i hope they are for you as well and if you want to know when the next podcast episode comes out, make sure you subscribe to the show. Also, some exciting news. The Ordinary to Ultra Facebook group is live. This is a great place to meet other aspiring, new, and experienced ultra runners. And have any questions you have answered, get some advice, maybe find a running buddy that's local or maybe virtual. And it's just a great place to make connections with other psychos that like to run way too much. <laughs> the link is in the description of this episode if you want to go join that Facebook group and make some awesome connections. And that is all. Thanks again for joining me today, and we'll catch you in the next episode.